0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for plugging in for another episode of Plugged In with Diane Warren. With us today is a very special guest, the e-channel coordinator for Contact North, Sarah Stalker. This podcast is produced by the team at Good Learning Anywhere, and our theme music is by bensound.com. We are your hosts, Diane Altinbleck and Warren Butler. Warren, how are you doing today? Good
1: morning, Diane. I'm doing well. It's uh, It's been an early start to the day for me. Got up at 5.30 this morning. Uh, my older son is back playing lacrosse, which is uh, a great, great thing now that uh, it's a great sign that things are kind of getting back to normal. So he uh, had to bring him to the subway. He was uh, out early on the field this morning, and uh, then I had to bring my son to the orthodontist already, our dog ate, uh, both my son's retainers.
0: Oh no. So
1: this is going to be a very expensive week. So, <laughs> and for the, for their retainers, they have two of them for, for top and bottom. So that's times two. And last night, my son broke two hockey sticks in practice. <laughs> so oh my God. this has been like an expensive day. Expensive oh. last 24 hours, at least.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope that that softens up on you and you don't end up emptying your bank account on all of these incidentals.
1: Well, I'm going to try to see <laughs> if I can push push it through our benefits plan. I'll, I'll be curious if they come back with any questions or see how far I can get. Um, pretty sure they're not going to authorize new hockey sticks, though. I don't think we have any benefits for that, though.
0: Oh, I wish uh, my my three D printer gave out this week uh, right when I was about to print a jack o' lantern for our Halloween decor because we didn't have time to go out and get a pumpkin to carve. And uh, I got it all set up. I was excited. I posted it on Instagram, and then the heater on my extruder died and there was nothing I could do to fix it. And, uh, the previous printer that I had, that I had kept for parts, uh, the extruder on that one had died too. So I didn't even have a replacement. So we, uh, were very lackluster and undecorated for Halloween this year.
1: It happens. That's life.
0: Yep. Yep. And I don't think that our benefits are going to cover a new 3d printer for me either, no (laughs) No matter how much I justify it as a mental health need.
1: (laughs) Ah, there we go.
0: So I am really, really excited about our guest this week because it is our first time successfully uh, tracking down a guest who is out of our organization. Um, I am really, really pleased to welcome Sarah Stalker from Contact North. So, yay!
2: Applause. (laughs) Thanks, Diane. I'm happy to be with you.
0: Well, and we used to do a lot of uh, PD and other sorts of things with you, and we haven't seen you in a while, so Warren and I were really, really excited to even just corner you for a little chat right now and spend some time and catch up with you.
2: Well, I hope it didn't feel like uh, <laughs> I was being elusive.
0: No, no, we know that it's just been a weird year, year and a half now. Absolutely. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of this uh little interview that we've got planned here. So tell us about your role at Contact
2: North. Sure. Um, I am known as Contact North's e-channel coordinator. And what that means is I'm the person who works with literacy and basic skills organizations in the e-channel group, which include Good Learning Anywhere for the Indigenous uh, stream, of course and uh, the programs, the Learning Hub, Formation à Distance, Deaf Learn Now, and Ace Distance to support uh, the online literacy and basic skills program delivery in Ontario. Now, I work with other organizations beyond eChannel to help develop the capacity of those who deliver programming in literacy and basic skills and to offer more for their learners by assisting in development of series of webinars and in projects that many literacy organizations are doing uh, to to further their work. I think of myself as being a generalist. Uh, Sometimes I see myself jumping from ice flow to ice flow as I try to keep abreast of what's happening in um, technical developments and in project work and uh, in in responding to everything from, from COVID to network outages. And I work as part of a group called Learning Technologies within Contact North, where we try to keep abreast of uh, some of the options available in in software to help programs uh, put some of their programming online. Um, For instance, we we do support Good Learning Anywhere in terms of uh, not only your live classroom delivery of courses uh, currently using Adobe Connect web conferencing, but also uh, your use of Moodle as a learning management system to offer anytime uh, course programming for your learners. And we try to research what other options there are because uh, of course technology changes so very quickly all the time. Um, Some of the e-channel organizations are now using Zoom, which we are meeting on with you this morning. Um, And we are very aware of the costs of, of all the uh, softwares in use um, and licensing is always a challenge. So we, we look at, at alternatives to um, what, what is costly and look at um, open source software as well. Um, one of the uh, things that Good Learning Anywhere uses currently to augment the other types of delivery I mentioned is um, a system called play courseware that's offered by a, a, a vendor called Edmentum. And it gives uh, Good Learning Anywhere and others who use it other options for courses to offer learners, uh, for instance, in, in the career and technical education area. So my job is is to help try to keep abreast of of what the options are and to try to um, be a liaison with those who are the technical specialists who help when things aren't working well, uh, to work with my colleagues to provide resources for what you are using that Contact North supports, and to uh, try to um, keep in mind what your needs are so that we can plan for them each fiscal year. Awesome. We really,
0: really do appreciate everything that you do for us. So we're just going to take a step backwards for a second. So we keep on talking about Contact North. And we've talked about what the e-channel is and what it provides in your role there. But for the people who know Contact North by name, but don't know what they do, what is Contact North and how does e-channel fit with them?
2: Contact North is a non-profit organization that's funded by the government of Ontario uh, through a couple of ministries of the province. Uh, It has been around as an entity since 1986 and it's uh, headquartered in Thunder Bay. It is uh, in existence to serve the population of the province, especially in the underserviced uh not just areas but peoples of the province Um, we look particularly at the small rural remote indigenous and francophone communities and and want to help people in their communities access education and training without having to leave and contact north has provided uh, since its inception access to some of the software and hardware uh, to allow those residents to access the programming that they are interested in, in terms of training and education. Uh, It has done this by developing a network of online learning centers across the province. Uh, There are 116 of them that have been in existence uh, for some time. Of course, through COVID, uh, all of our centers are hosted by a variety of um, community spaces. Uh, And when I say hosted, uh, it is the communities that ask Contact North to come in to provide a center for for their residents. And it is a a community space that uh, Contact North uses at the discretion of of the host. So in some communities, we could be in a school, we could be in a community college, we could be in a recreation center, we could be in an educational learning center, or an Employment Ontario um, uh, office or, or area of service. So depending on what has happened uh, in response to the pandemic and the safety uh, um, that the host has put in place, the safety protocols, not all of our 116 operating centers have reopened The protocols are in place to open safely as the host allows. And at this time, uh, we are at something over 40 centers reopened and aiming to reopen as many more as quickly as we can. Uh, What we have planned on is having them all reopened by September of 2022, um, with with safety, of course, being the first priority. We also, in this fiscal year, have uh, the opportunity to open another 12 centers in communities, for example, such as Pekanjicum, that has for a long time uh, been a First Nation that has been uh, seeking additional access for its residents to educational opportunities. Um, So we are trying to develop further in uh, providing assistance to communities where there is great need and uh, hoping that uh, this, this will really respond, especially to places uh, such as, as the First Nations that Good Learning Anywhere serves to um, augment what, what is already available. When we have operational online learning centres open, can allow for uh, students and clients to come into those centres Uh, to speak to uh, colleagues of mine who who staff them, who can provide information on what programming is available online and help provide information that that will help a client. And if uh, a client wishes to register for a program with any educational provider, uh, that staff will will help the uh, client uh, become a student, help, help with the registration process, And they can provide access to computers and the equipment in the online learning center if a student wants to undertake their studies there. Um, Sometimes, of course, uh, people don't have the necessary uh, access at home because of uh, internet challenges or or equipment. Perhaps the student needs a quiet place to to study and to work and just get away from their family and their Mm -hmm. pets for a little while. Historically, um, Contact North has also offered invigilation if a a student is, for instance, doing post-secondary studies and and has exams to write. So that's a a little bit about what Contact North does.
0: That's certainly not a little bit. Contact North seems to do an awful lot, which... We very, very much appreciate from the the on-the-ground learning centers to the support from uh, in-person practitioners that we have partnered with in the past, the community outreach aspect, the working with communities, um, the support for people learning at a distance in post-secondary school as well. It's just, you guys offer so, so much, and we really, really appreciate everything that you've done, not only to... Support our clientele, but everything that you've put into adult learning just across the board. uh, It's a really, really amazing uh, organization. And sometimes I I wonder and I'm horrified at what the uh, adult learning landscape would look like without programs like Contact North. So um, let's switch gears a little bit. Tell us what you personally like the most about working with e Channel programs.
2: I I I love the the people who are um, leading their programs in each channel. I, I think every every program manager and um, instructor that I've come across is passionate about putting the learner first and and looking after their needs, and very mindful about the the challenges that they face. So, you know the. The pandemic, again, of course, has really brought home all of the uh, incredible um, strains and stresses that that people have been under, and um, every one of these people uh, care about the mental health, about the living conditions, about access, uh, and and about uh, trying to help learners achieve their goals. So uh, I... I have nothing but respect for um, all of them, and um, every program is is very unique in e-channel. So, uh, each each one of the the key players in the e-channel group is is a unique individual, but they do share that passion for for meeting the leads needs of their learners and. Uh, that's what excites me. it, it, um, it, it makes what is sometimes uh, <laughs> what, what sometimes appears to be an endless uh, pile of, of challenges to overcome uh, very much worthwhile.
0: Awesome. So do you ever get to hear what the learners are saying about uh, the online programs in the e-channel?
2: Um, Not as much as I'd like to. Sometimes I get just the opposite. You know, this doesn't work and I can't log in. (laughs) But I I do get to learn about student success stories periodically. Um, Thank goodness. And sometimes these are relayed to me uh, via a, a technical support contact or from one of our online learning centers. And sometimes I see the responses collected from instructors who share their learners' comments or or their questions. You know, it can be as simple as uh, just being grateful for for being able to to connect uh, with an educational provider for a program of interest. It could be uh, something along the lines of recently I, I heard about Um, a couple of different Good Learning Anywhere learners who lived at some distance from um, their their communities and didn't have a driver's license. And they took the uh, Good Learning Anywhere um, uh, preparation, uh, preparing for your G1 uh, driver's test successfully, got their licenses, and that just made such a difference in their lives. Um, you know, it sounds like a, a basic thing, but it's it's, it's so uh, fundamental uh, to being able to, to move ahead with your goals.
0: Okay, so working in not only uh, the learning industry, but also the technological industry at the same time, you must have some really cool stories. So do you have any like favorites that you want to share? Regale us with some war tales?
2: I will always remember my trip to uh, Attawapiskat with uh, Good Learning Anywhere's uh, program manager, Linda Wright in 2012, when we got a, a, a little bit of, uh, of weather and, and uh, got to have a, a slightly longer stay than anticipated. Um, and uh, watching uh, my colleague, uh, Tina Reed and Linda at work in our online learning center there uh, trying to literally get all of the equipment hooked up uh, to um, meet with and um, it, it really put in place a, a, a pathway, as we called it, a, a way that the um, Ontario Works Manager in the community could work with the um, online learning centre uh, lead at the time in uh, Contact North at Center to help some of the clients on um, social assistance in the community at that time uh, move into education, um, meeting both their Ontario Works requirements and uh, working toward the goals that that these residents had. Um, it was it was wonderful to be there because um, in in a, a past. Uh, Experience. I had worked at the Indian Friendship Center um, in Sault Ste. Marie and, and certainly had visited other First Nations communities, uh, but not quite so far north. And um, it's always a good uh, reality check to visit a truly remote community, uh, a community that is normally fly-in, and, and maybe even more so with the condition of. Um, uh, winter roads and the challenges of climate change. Um, but it was again really heartening to um, spend some time with community residents and know how meaningful uh, the opportunities can be uh, to be able to access programming where they are.
1: Mm-hmm. That's kind of in- that's a really good point there, Sarah It's you know, I think for you and myself, you know, sometimes we're, we're kind of working behind the scenes. We're not necessarily on the the front lines as much as what we would probably like to be, but to kind of see those stories and talk to people and it really gives you a different perspective on, you know, different challenges and barriers and, um, you know, the different things that they're, they're going through. Right. So, um, I think that's always really special. But just for our listeners and people are listening um, to the podcast, when we talk about how far Attawapiskat is, what does that mean? I like I, I'm in Toronto, so far for me is Sudbury, which is like four hours away. How how far would Attawapiskat be?
2: Oh boy, um, I can tell you, even in flying, it it, it takes hours. Um, I, I remember um, Linda Wright taking uh, um, maps out to try to show how long it would take those in Toronto to drive to Good Learning Anywhere's um, corporate headquarters in Sioux Lookout. And as I recall, it would be on the order of 16 to 20 hours um, and looking at, um, at a Wapiskat, um, it, <laughs> you you can't Normally drive so it, the the distance I, I think you have to think of it in terms of of access to the community and so again I think of the flights I I took at the time I was traveling from Thunder Bay uh, and it, there certainly wasn't a direct flight unless you could uh, charter one and and that was a little over our budget uh, we ended up uh, going to Sudbury uh, Timmins uh, Moose Moose Factory and um, almost couldn't fly in because of the weather, but uh, we, we made it um, and it's, it's, it's many hours. So I, I don't know if, if I could give you the accurate uh, figure because I'm not looking at a map right now, Warren, but um, it's it's distant. It's, it's on the James Bay, uh, the, lower, <laughs> the lower part of uh, what some people are more familiar with, Hudson's Bay. Um, but it's it's way up there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I uh, traveled there in uh, February of 2013 with Tina Reed, and uh, it took us days. Um, so it's funny. I'm actually looking at my my Google here. Uh, the flight distance, if you were to fly direct from Thunder Bay International Airport to Attawapiskat Airport, would be uh 703 kilometers so a little bit more than half of the distance from here to Toronto but um you don't fly direct you we flew to um Sudbury then we were supposed to fly from Sudbury to Timmins and we got rerouted because of weather to North Bay then uh, we ended up going from North Bay to Timmins. We got stuck in Timmins overnight. And then the next morning we got on an Air Quebec flight and we basically uh, skipped from community to community um, until we made it to Attawapiskat. And then uh, we got snowed into Attawapiskat. So our two day visit became a four day visit. And uh, what was really, really incredible about our visit up there was that um, Everybody was friendly and welcoming, and if I had to be stuck in an unfamiliar place, there's no place that I would rather be than somewhere like Attawapiskat. The innkeepers at the Cataquapit Inn put us up, and they were extremely caring and very, very doting on us, made sure that we had everything Uh, Stella the employee at the time at contact North was um, incredibly great about showing us around the town making sure that we had everything that we need provided for us. And the advantage was that we got an extra couple of days to sort of meet with people in the community and do a little bit of uh, a registration drive and uh, we got to meet people. We got to talk about Good Learning Anywhere programming, we got to talk about uh, various Contact North programming, and we got to hear the needs and concerns of the people on the ground, and it was an incredible opportunity.
2: Yeah, I, I hearkened back to, um, with, with the extra time we had there, uh, walking around the community and visiting some of the incredible numbers of of, um, local entrepreneurs' coffee shops. Mm -hmm. Of course, no no Tim Hortons, but it seemed like um, every few houses had their own shop and uh, it might be a a corner store come coffee shop, but it was a gathering place and uh, you could always go in and have a chat, have a coffee, meet people. Um, And it's it's, it's a good way to get a, a feel for the community.
0: I did not miss Tim Hortons one bit when I was there. Not at all. <laughs> no. No. Totally different experience and uh and you're right like walking around meeting the people, seeing the businesses. It was uh it was just awesome. It's just for everything that that community has been through in the past with uh dealing with environmental impact issues and dealing with mines and all of that type of stuff. They are resilient and they are bright and such a wonderful, vibrant community with some really, really excellent people. Absolutely. So um, tell us about some of the key players on the Contact North team.
2: Well, we are led by our uh, chief executive officer and president, Maxime Jean-Louis, who uh, moved to Canada from Haiti is a teenager and uh, was educated at, in uh, the Edmonton area and was at uh, Athabasca University for uh, many years before making the move to Contact North. Um, our other key players include, of course, all of our technical support team, um, as I know. You know, but perhaps our listeners don't know that one of Contact North's key services is providing access to a, a help desk, a technical help desk, and uh, technicians man that from 7:30 in the morning to 10:30 at night uh, every day that that there is programming on our network, and that usually means Monday to Friday. Um, so I, I consider all of our uh, information technology uh, folks uh, very critical to the organization. Uh, The lead now is Charmaine Kissman, And uh, we also think of the people who are um, directing the operations of all of those centers I mentioned previously. Uh, We have uh, what we call directors of recruitment and partnerships in uh, six regions of the province so that the whole province is covered. And each of those uh, regional directors looks after the management of the uh, centers in their part of the province and helps their teams of of colleagues to uh, reach out to the community members, to provide information, to work with the educational providers uh, and uh, share their program information with uh, the, the community members and to help recruit students for those educational uh, partners. Uh, I also consider uh, key my colleagues in the learning technologies department. Uh, I've worked for many years with uh, Joni Sharkey, who is the uh, chief, um, I-, I would say, um, sort of a technical person in learning technologies. She's the e-learning uh, uh, support specialist. Um, and with uh, Stacey Ornitowski, uh we are those who are asked to kind of be the liaison between the information technology specialists and the users out there. We're not the engineers, so we don't provide the engineering type answer to most questions. We try to put a human face on it and say, Well, if I don't understand that, probably the users won't either. And um, to develop resources that users uh, need, whether those users are instructors or literacy practitioners or whether they're actually students, and to create those in English and in French and to post them on portals that uh, can be used by uh, whatever nature of user needs them. Um, so I, I consider uh, these colleagues key, but also uh, it's, it's a big organization in terms of those who, again, are, are not visible, but they're, they're out there uh, manning a student information hotline, um, providing uh, information whenever somebody calls any of the, the centers or the uh, corporate headquarters, um, there are so many people uh, working on uh, keeping our websites up to date and to uh, provide for professional development opportunities in, in webinars. Uh, provide a, a biweekly online learning news newsletter. Um, it's it's a it's a, a big team, and I consider them all uh, very very important and. Um, Uh, They're wonderful people.
0: That is awesome. So where would you like to see eChannel in the next five years in terms of goals, improvements? Are there any projects you're working on?
2: I would like to see eChannel viewed as an integral part of literacy and basic skills by everyone in literacy and basic skills instead of still being seen too often by by some folks is competition. Um, I'd like all e-channel organizations to be able to access all the program delivery tools that work best for for them and for their learners and communities. And it would be wonderful if we could overcome the accessibility issues that are still a big challenge in, in such a big province. And, and especially um, thinking about uh, the First Nations and uh, some of the, the truly remote and uh, under areas of, of the province. I expect some of the extended reality developments that are now becoming more widely used to become accessible to these programs and, and I would hope Well, within five years, some of that will be available to assist them. Um, There, there are uh, programs beyond e-channel that are using uh, augmented reality or um, uh, um, virtual reality uh, to provide uh, additional. Uh, simulations and uh, training opportunities that I think could uh, very well be applied in uh, literacy and basic skills and in eChannel channel in particular. So I hope that that will be something that is within reach. Um, We certainly can anticipate more challenges ahead. I, I think that we will get to a point that we can live with the pandemic. Uh, But I hope that we can uh, learn from the experiences we've had to uh, keep providing for the needs of of our learners, uh, regardless of the challenges that come up.
1: You know, what's interesting about all that, Sarah, and, you know, I've been sitting back, you know, kind of listening to our conversation going back and forth, and there's kind of a a theme that's really been... um, running through our chat this morning. And it's it's really coming down to people. And as much as online learning can feel, you know, can feel cold and maybe distant. Um, but I think with eChannel and contact north and programs like Good Learning Anywhere, I think we're really emphasizing that human element, that personal touch that's required. Um, you know, especially if we want to see the e-channel and online distance delivery growing and expanding, and, and you know, broadening our reach, uh, the focus on people is huge. And you know, you are talking about your team and how important everyone is, and the roles that they have. And you know, I, I can speak to our team as well. It's very, very similar. And and it's the same with the other e-channel programs as well. It's uh, it's the learners come first and, and same with the, the staff and employees at you know, the various organizations that are involved too.
0: Well, that's the thing is you can't have success working in, uh, in online learning and adult literacy, if your learners are not having success. So all approaches should ultimately be learner success focused.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's it's always necessary to to try to uh, come up with solutions for their immediate challenges and to try to look further ahead and 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 find better ways when we we just have band-aids for some of the immediate uh problems so i think all of us are trying to do that
0: yes so um Another question: Are there any uh, online learning and LBS partners that you want to give a shout out to? Since we're on the topic of recognizing people,
2: oh boy, I it it's it's amazing. I I work with, of course. <laughs> very closely with the five e-channel organizations and I I don't want to call out individual names because I'd overlook somebody. Um, There's also dedicated, passionate, innovative people uh, supporting uh, not only the uh, delivery organizations but all of Uh, their practitioners across the province and I'd like to give a shout out as well to the learning networks of Ontario and to the provincial support organizations for literacy because um, we are strengthened by I guess networks of literacy networks that try to look out for those who are meeting the needs of the learners on the ground and trying to be mindful of the challenges that that are still there for them trying to develop uh, really relevant professional development opportunities and to develop the capacities that they can even with limited resources so i think those are people that I'd, i'd like to give a shout out to because um we're all mutually supportive and all, again, to the same end to try to meet the needs of the learners.
0: Fantastic. So uh, tell us how interested parties can learn more about Contact North and e-channel programs and and even join up and register.
2: Sure. Um, We invite those who are comfortable and can access online information to visit uh, the e-channel portal. And that's available at e-channel.ca. And we also invite them to use uh, our, our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com onlinelbs online LBS. And to check out the course guides that are posted in the eChannel resources tab on the eChannel website each winter, spring, and fall. And for those who prefer to, to call for information, to call Contact North Student Information Hotline. And that's available at 1877. There are uh, people ready to answer questions and we invite everyone to connect with our staff as well at the uh, 116 online learning centers around the province. Even those centers that are not uh, physically open, still have staff available online and on on the phone uh, to speak to and to assist learners and and clients and those who um, may want to refer students or or clients to them to to support them. Um, Some of those online learning centers have been looking for access points in communities uh, in cases where the actual online learning center isn't open yet, uh, they might use a local library or an Employment Ontario office or some other place that is um, a- agreeable and is uh, accessible to everyone, so that um, that there still can be some face-to-face opportunities where it's it's safe. Um, so those are some of the ways that uh, people can find out about eChannel. Uh, contact North also maintains a portal called studyonline.ca, and it lists the uh, 116 online learning centers, provides information about how to connect with them, their, their addresses and contact information, and it also updates information about which centers are currently open uh, given the pandemic. So those are some of the ways people can uh, connect and get more information. And I am uh, available at the address e-channel at contactnorth.ca if anyone wants to reach out directly to me for additional information.
0: Fantastic. So we've got a long and cold winter coming for a great portion of the province. So if you're interested in online learning, please get in touch with uh, Contact North or get in touch with us directly. Uh, If you're interested in registering for classes, you can contact us at goodlearninganywhere.com. You can see our full course catalog and you can register. The website is very, very easy to use. You can also contact us for more information uh, by email at info at shlc.ca. And if you have any questions or wanted to follow up on anything that we've discussed in this podcast today, you can reach out to me directly, that it's diane at shlc.ca, d-i-a-n-e at shlc.ca. So Warren, did you have anything that you wanted to add before we uh, said goodbye to Sarah today?
1: Well, first and foremost, I want to thank Sarah for her time. This is a, an extremely busy time of year um, for all of us. And when e channel's is busy, that means Contact North is equally as busy. So definitely very appreciative of your time, Sarah. Um, huge shout out to Contact North, um, the, the people out in the field, out in the communities. It's been fantastic working with them over the years. I, know i've been here for about 12 years now and uh you know you see people come and go but you know i think contact north has always done a great job of bringing in great people and uh it's kind of been a theme through today so i think we want to uh, continue that as we go through 2022 and uh and carry on into the new year. It's uh, it's it's an exciting time to be a part of eChannel, and I think we're very fortunate to have uh, partners such as Contact North and Sarah and uh, and her team.
0: Absolutely, I'm really really thrilled for um, not just what they've provided for us in terms of the infrastructure, but also the opportunities. We have a lot of really really unique courses we have a lot of really, really creative uh, style courses where we foster some non-traditional learning paths. And I don't think that we would have that opportunity without e So uh, we're really grateful once again, Sarah, for everything that you do, everything for all the key players uh, at eChannel and on the Contact North team as well. Please give our love to Maxim and everybody else too.
2: Well, thank you, uh, Diane and Warren. It's been a, a pleasure to have this time with you. Um, as, as I said, I, I get my uh, passion for what I do from working with uh, people such as you and and, and organizations that uh, reach out to, to help people. I am looking forward to winter because I'm a, a winter person and uh, cross-country skiing and uh, snowshoeing is, is uh, coming soon. So uh, I wish everybody a great winter too and stay safe, everyone.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And just a reminder to everybody out there that we've got Remembrance Day coming up on November 11th. Please go out, show your support for the veterans and your appreciation for everybody who have sacrificed and given for the safety of this country. And please uh, buy a poppy, express your appreciation. Good Learning Anywhere offices are going to be closed that day, and we will resume our operations on November 12th. Anyway, Warren, it was really, really good to see you, and I am looking very, very forward to our next episode, where we are going to be featuring Nida Doherty, who is our creative writing guru here at Good Learning Anywhere. We're hoping to talk to her about how the creative process lends itself to uh, the value of learning as uh, well as hoping to hear some samples from some of our creative writing learners as
1: well. Sounds great. Thanks, Dai. Thanks, Sarah. We'll catch up soon.